Hello everyone and welcome to Pilates 101, the podcast where we bring you the latest and most up-to-date information on anything and everything to do with the Pilates industry to help you build your dreams and your businesses right now. Happy New Year to you all. My name is Glenn Withers, one of the founders of APPI and your host of Pilates 101. So this is the start of 2022. And as I I touched on there, let me wish you all a very happy, healthy, we hope, and prosperous, prosperous year ahead. And I thought that given that it is the start of yet another year and um, you guys, like myself, have probably had the last couple of years where it's been very hard to plan anything and very challenging as studio and clinic owners and business owners about what the year ahead would bring. And so the normal process, if you like, of how we go about starting the year as a business owner has been a bit up and down over the last two years, to say the least. So I thought this year, um, let me share with you how we go about starting each year for us in our businesses. And it's not by any stretch of the imagination to say this is definitively how you should go about it in your own businesses. But what is or has been very clear to Elisa and I um, over the, uh, the last 21 years, and yes, that is correct, it is our 21st birthday this year. It was in January of 2008. And one that uh, we ran our very first Pilates course. And then in uh, the April of 2022, uh, sorry, 2022, of 2002, is when we signed the lease for our very first studio at Hampstead, um, where we are still and where I am right now recording this podcast for you guys. And over the years, um, we have realized that in the healthcare industry, specifically in the physio and Pilates industry, one of the things we're really not very well trained in, to be honest, is actually running a business. Um, we didn't do any business strategy work at uh, physio school, and um, certainly as you train as a Pilates teacher, the focus is much more on teaching you to be a Pilates teacher than teaching you to run a business. Yet we all end up going, well, not all of us, but many of us end up going into that category of being a small business owner. And so having done this for 21 years now, um, I thought perhaps me sharing the way that uh, we go about motivating our team and setting out our goals and aspirations for the year ahead might be of some benefit to you. So here it is. This is how we go about starting the year. And so I've created a uh, sort of step-by-step plan here for you guys in terms of how we go about it. Um, And it's really just to share. Uh, As I said, not that this is right or wrong or, or what, but perhaps it might help you in planning your businesses and your studios. Maybe there's just one or two things that that we do that you might think, you know what, that's a good idea. Maybe it's to reaffirm that what you're already doing um, possibly is on the right track in terms of how we go about it as well. So look, step one for the way that we run our businesses is we start each and every year with an inspirational message to your team. Um, And we send that out on the first morning that everyone is back into our studios and our offices. And so I set that out this morning um, and I thought the easiest way for me to go about talking through this is simply 
to open the doors, if you like, to our business, to you a little bit, and to let you know the message that I sent out on behalf of Elisa and I this morning. So the point of this message for me is that I do think that the team is looking to you for inspiration and for guidance at the start of each and every year. And I think it is important as a leader and as a business owner that you do take into account that concept of setting out your stall for the year, so to speak. Um, in the past, I've sort of given each and every year a, a title. Um, you know, this is going to be the year of X, Y, and Z. Um, now, I haven't done it this year um, because, I, look, it is still somewhat uh, unpredictable. But I did think that it's important to set out the tone and the messages and, and what it is that, um, in this instance, Elisa and I, as the founders of the business, want to see from everyone involved in our businesses throughout this year of 2022. So my message this morning was as such. Uh, good morning, everyone. On behalf of Elisa and I, may we first wish you all a very happy, healthy and prosperous new year. We hope you have all had some nice time away from work and enjoying time with your family and friends as much as able in these continued uncertain times. We are delighted that we start back in our clinics as usual and in our offices in a more remote setting, but yet still committed and connected as much as we can be. The last two years have certainly thrown challenges at us from all sides, but we have made it through in good shape and with what we hope is a stronger and more committed team. In clinics, we welcome many new team members to our family, and then you would go on and talk about those specific team members um, that you want to, to talk about. Um, I won't go into reading names or what have you on that side, just for, for obvious reasons. Uh, in education and products, we welcome the promotion of X, Y, and Z to the team and the arrival of another team member to the sales team. Good luck to all those starting their roles with us in 2022. As always, Elisa and I have big plans for the year ahead and we'll spend some time over the next few weeks finalising these and planning the strategy to deliver on them. We look forward to some exciting strategy days with the senior management teams over the month of January in the various divisions of the company to share these thoughts and ideas with you all and to hear your ideas and goals for the year about how we can grow the businesses in your eyes. The start of a new year is always a time of goal setting and reflection for all, and we look forward to hearing from all of you what your aims and aspirations are for the year ahead. We will be looking at goal setting and goal allocation over the coming month, so please start to think about what your goals are and what goals you can set for yourself for the year ahead, and how we can help you achieve those to the betterment of you and the company. I think at this time it is also a good time to remind ourselves of our mission statement and our core values. So I'm going to share this with you guys as well. Of course, mission statement and values are unique to the business. So it's not a case of, and please don't take our mission statement and our values and try to make them yours because you need to develop that yourself. Um, you know, developing a mission statement and re um, looking and reviewing your mission statement is also a key part of leading a team, managing a business for sure. And our mission statement has evolved over the years. Um, and currently, um, our mission statement is as such. To build your most powerful mind and body through our passion, expertise and experience in physiotherapy and Pilates. 
Now, we try to keep our statements very short and to the point because we, I don't think you want a, you know, a four-page long mission statement anymore. Um, you know, we certainly used to have a mission statement that tried to encompass a lot more and be sort of more broad and more general. Um, but we spent quite a bit of time trying to get it down to a much more sort of concise review of what it is we wanted. And so based on that mission statement, I went on in my message to the team this morning to say, this is the way that we look to help our clients in our clinics, our students in our education programs, our customers in products, and our subscribers on our Pilates TV platform. We have such a passion to help others, and for us to help you be the best version of yourself we can. I think it's important to continue to talk to your team, to your staff, about how you as the business owner want to make them the best version of themselves. And I think that's a, a great message and goal to have, right? Not to make people into anything other than what is their best self, whatever that may be. Um, and that's certainly something that, that we work hard on trying to, to help our, our team achieve that. I then went on to talk about the core values of us as a company and to reflect on these. And I um, will have a team meeting with the clinic team tomorrow where I will go over these um, and, and you know, go over the whole sort of basis and ethos of us as a company. And I do that at the start of each year to ensure that we, we take a moment to reflect on who we are as a company, what our culture is, what our ethos is, and importantly, what our core values are. And so our core values here at APPO are as such. Expert, to be the best you possibly can be and strive to be an expert in what you do. Pioneering. We teach a method that has changed the lives of so many people and is respected so highly worldwide. We pioneer new change, new services, new ideas, and we want to see that from all of you as well. Inclusive. To ensure our approach, our workplace, our studios, and our thoughts are welcoming to all. Enlightening. We aim to educate our clients, to educate each other, and to educate ourselves and be open to all ideas. And compassionate. We act with kindness to one another and always seek the goodness in everyone, including ourselves. So there are our core values. Five specific words that we hope the team really thinks about and strives to look at if they act in this way, in the way that they, they work and, and, and function and behave within our company. And so I went on in my message this morning to say, so as we begin our 2022 journey, may we wish you all the very best of luck and strive to be the best version of yourself you can be. Please be kind and compassionate to yourself and to your colleagues. Trust each other and us. Be seeking the good in each other and in us and look to build and create a workplace that motivates you and that inspires you and that you are proud to be part of. Creating that culture is down to all of us and the attitude and energy we bring to the studios, the offices and the teaching facilities each and every day. So let's make this year a great experience for all of us and for our clients, our customers, our students and each other. Happy New Year from Elisa, myself and all our family to your families. And that's it. That's my New Year message to the team. And what I'm trying to gain out of that is to let the team know that I'm as driven as ever to create this year to be the best year we possibly can. I'm as driven as ever to deliver 
on my goal, which is to help them be the best version of themselves. We're as driven and focused as ever on our mission statement and on our core values. And importantly, we want to create this environment that people want to come to, that our clients want to come to, that our staff want to come to, and that we hope others aspire to join us and see what we do as a company and how much we value each and every person that makes up this APPI family. And so sending out that uh, message um, early on, on day one when your team comes back, um, for me, is a key part of leadership and a key part of managing a team and keeping that team focused and motivated. And so then, dissecting that a little bit, the next sort of piece of advice that I guess I have to you all Um, And you can obviously do this earlier on to be ready for the new year or you can take it into this concept of creating the energy and the drive early on in the new year that really defines what you want to do in the new year. I've done it in many different times. Um, I sometimes find towards the end of the year people are a little, you know, they, they are looking forward to the break rather than necessarily bringing great new ideas. And I think everyone really comes into the new year refreshed and excited and, and, and I hope that utilising that energy might help to deliver um, a little bit more uh, freshness and energy into what it is that, that we do. So we do this in January and that is to plan your strategy days. Now I mentioned that in the, in the message there to my team and so each year we have a strategy day. Um, for us we separated out the different parts of the business so one that's purely focused on our, our clinics and our studios, one on our education and one on our products. Um, and so if you're planning a strategy day, don't just think, okay, we're going to have a strategy day and then turn up and expect it to all work. As the leader in your business, as the person that's, you know, person or, or people, in this case, um, it's Elisa and I, that are delivering this. We've learned that it it doesn't work if you just have a strategy day where you come and tell everyone what you want to do. You want a strategy day to be an inclusive day, to include the key members of your team that can help you to deliver on your goals and aspirations and to hopefully bring new ideas that you hadn't even thought of. And so a way to encourage that is, one, make sure you set an agenda. Have a plan of action for your strategy day. And by strategy day, it doesn't have to be a whole day. And it might be three, four hours where you really look at what it is that you want to achieve. And that's why having an agenda is so important. But within that agenda, I think what can work really well is giving your key players a focus to report on. And so I um, held a briefing with my education team this morning and I spoke over the concept of the strategy day. And I went around person by person and I gave each of them something to focus on and prepare over the next week leading into our strategy day and then they're going to present a 10 to 15 minute presentation on how that particular element they could see how we could grow that part of the business so i spoke to um, one of my team in the marketing team and said right i want you to focus on on this particular part of the business and how we can improve that how we can maximize our efficiencies in that part of the business and x y and z and i went around to each person And I gave them each something different for them to focus on. And I utilised the concept of the SMART goal system. And I'll talk more about 
um, SMART goals in a moment. But the, the concept of SMART goals being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Um, and so in giving my team what I want them to, to think about, um, I gave them some very specific ideas and measurable ideas to help guide what I want them to look into within that part of our business. And then I'm looking for them to bring their new ideas, their concepts, their thoughts on how we can grow that element of the business as well. And so we give them around about a week to go away to look at that concept and then to bring that into our strategy day. As I touched on there earlier is in the message there, um, if you do have, and I, and I hope you do, I have that mission statement and your um, core values your vision of your businesses and your company, um, share that with your team. Talk over it with your team. So, um, you know, to tomorrow um, I will go into a meeting with my clinics team. And as I said, I will, will go over a PowerPoint-type presentation about our mission statement and our ethos and our vision and what it is that makes us who we are and what it is that Elisa and I want to see the culture in our businesses being and what we want everyone to be mindful of as they come in to deliver the services within our environment. Um, So think about that. Sometimes as a leader, and you might think, you know, I'm just standing up there and I'm just talking and, you know, are they really engaged? But I do think it's important because you will have a staff turnover, right? You will have new people coming, people leaving. That's just part of what it's like to run a business. Um, Certainly as you grow and grow and you have more people, then that turnover only increases. So... It's important that people that have come into your team have that experience of what it is to be part of your particular business, in my opinion. Um, So talk over that mission statement and that core values with your team. And then on to the goals and, and set smart goals with your team. So talk over what goal setting really is about. And I think goal setting is still important for everyone just to take a moment to set, you know, maybe just three smart goals that they want to achieve. Now, as a business owner, try to focus that on what it is in terms of how they can help your business grow that also helps them grow as a clinician, as a Pilates teacher, as a rehabber, whatever role they might be with you. Um, we will have you know, specific templates that we give to our team that they then go away and start thinking about those goals. And then we will set up meetings where they come and share those goals with us And that allows us to plan what we can do as a business to help them achieve those goals in the next three months, six months, and 12 months as we go through the year. Um, And so SMART goals, and I'm sure many of you know what SMART goals are, but just for completeness, um, SMART goals are specific. So an example um, of that, um, you know, if I take one of my, my personal goals for this year, and that is to get my running fitness back to be more resilient, and so a, a goal to be, you know, I could say a goal is to improve my running fitness. And that's very vague and very general, isn't it? So how, how do I go about that? What do I mean by that? Okay, so a specific goal is I want to in, ensure that I hit 40 to 50 kilometers per week in the month of January. Right? So it's very specific. It's very measurable. And I think that's very achievable. You know, I think it's very realistic and it's timely. So a specific target, I've given myself a specific time period to 
to achieve that in, and I've broken that down even further. That I want to make sure that I achieve that by doing at least three runs a week, and that will be um, you know, two runs of 10 to 15 kilometers, and then at least one run that's in the 15 to 20 kilometer range. Now I'm saying at least there, so it might be that I can do four runs a week. It might be that I can exceed that particular goal in the month of January. Um, and then it will be building on that you know, month on month as I, I grow and try to build that running resilience and running fitness back into my life and into my training routine. So that's what we mean by smart goals. They must be specific. You must have something tangible there. It's measurable. There must be something you can measure that goal in as to whether you've achieved it or not. And it must be achievable. There's no use saying, okay, I want to increase my running fitness to be able to run 200 kilometers a week. It's not achievable for me. I don't have the time to be able to do that. And to be honest, my body probably wouldn't hold up anyway. But it has to be something that is achievable. Okay, there's no use saying, right, I want to turn my business into a million pound turnover business if right now you're sitting on a hundred thousand pounds. You know, a tenfold increase like that is not really achievable or realistic. And it must be timely. Give yourself a time to be able to achieve that goal in. I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. You know, it might be I want to attract three new clients per week for the first three months of 2022. You know, that might be a goal that you're you're looking at. It's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's realistic, and it's timely. So don't make very vague goals because inevitably you'll lose sight of them and it's much harder for you to reflect on them and be able to measure what those goals are coming back. So smart goal allocation, smart goal writing is something that, um, you know, I think is is very um, important for, for a team when uh, they're setting out their goal for the for the year, um, and then let's get more to you as the business owner. Okay, and what are you going to do in terms of trying to strategize and set out your stall for the year ahead as well? Well, do the same thing. You know, create your strategy day. Look at your business and what part of it you want to grow. Think about how you're going to grow there. Maybe think about doing a SWOT analysis of a certain part of your business. Even if you're working on your own, there will be an ability for you to sit down and think about your business and analyze it specifically. And so a SWOT analysis is when you take any aspect of your business and then you look at what are your strengths and you write them down. And what are your weaknesses? What are you exposed to? Where is it that you could maybe fall short of? And then you look at the industry you're in and what are the opportunities for your business in that, be it postcode, be it area, the opportunities within the industry that you see as well. And what are those targets? What is it that you're going to really target to be able to use that information, take those strengths, take those weaknesses, take those opportunities, and then look at what your targets might be. And that goes to number five, set your targets. You yourself, as your business owner, your business leader, what are your targets going to be? And so think about how you want to set those targets. Do you want to set it on a revenue basis, for example? And so you will set a weekly, monthly, and yearly revenue basis that you want to try and hit within your studios. And certainly for us here at APPI, that is one of the targets that we have for ourselves. We have 
a, a weekly revenue target that we aim to hit. And if we do that, uh, certain elements within it are rewarded. If we, you know, we have a monthly target that we want to hit, and I look at that year on year as well. So you know, my accounts team send me reports. So um, every day I get sales reports on how things are going. Uh, every week I get a summary of that. And then I have a spreadsheet that shows me week by week, month by month, year on year, how we're tracking. Are we ahead, behind, what's happening? So I get a good oversight of how everything is working because you know, working as a clinician, as I still do, you might be thinking that things are happening in a certain way, but you do need to look at the numbers and you need to look and see whether you are you know, delivering on what it is you want to deliver on or not. Um, and that's okay. Either way is okay because you learn from that. But you need to get into that capacity and that mindset of the fact that you are running a business. And a business needs to be able to deliver on your, your mission statement and your ethos and your core values. And that must also lead to a business that works, a profitable business, a business that makes money for you, that takes care of your staff, that allows you to do what you want to do out of that business. Um, Track and number six, track and report your sales. Um, So we talked about revenue, um, but try to think about, okay, well, how do I really understand that revenue more? So there's top line, which is revenue that we're talking about here. Um, You want to try and have your, your monthly management accounts, especially your profit and loss account each month so you know where you are, what's working, um, what your expenditure is, income versus expenditure. And and you don't need to go into great accounting details here. You just need to have an idea of where you are. Is the money coming in, covering your costs going out to ensure that you have a a, a survivable and a profitable and a, a strong business underneath what it is that you do? Because as healthcare professionals, and certainly as Pilates based healthcare professionals, you know, we're, we're giving every day, um, but you want to make sure that actually that underpins a successful business model as well. And so as you get into this, think about knowing what sells in your studios. Okay, so for example, okay, let me take the concept of physiotherapy in our centres. So we look at it from physiotherapy and Pilates as an example. Um, so we get an overall number on on what revenue the physiotherapy business is bringing in but then we need to know well what percentage of our business is that physiotherapy revenue is it 20 percent of our business is it 40 percent of our business is it 60 percent of our business etc because that also gives you information on where you need to focus your attention there's only so much you as the leader of that business can actually um, give time to so you know what's working what's not working what's the priority for you to focus on or not but then you know again try to delve deeper into that a little bit as well so okay we know that for example physiotherapy brings this amount of revenue in but what part of physiotherapy brings that in Uh, are we more successful at our 30 minute consults or our 60 minute consults or what about our rehab or our home visits and what about our msk physio numbers versus our women's health physio numbers versus pediatric physio numbers how do they all look and then as you're doing that and you're understanding that, you know, take another step back and say, okay, great, so I've got this outlook in front of me about how things are performing in that part of my business. 
Well, what am I charging for those services? And are those charges still accurate? You know, often we don't want to talk too much about what we charge, um, but it is businesses that you guys are running. And so do a market analysis each and every year. Have a look what is happening around your industry in your area and where are you sitting? And that's a decision for you to make. Where do you want to put yourselves? Do you want to put yourselves at the, the top of the charge rankings, just under that, in the middle? Do you want to go in at a lower rate in order um, you know, to build your businesses and to entice clientele to what you're doing? But you also have to think about, well, what does that say about my business? Mm-hmm. If I'm charging X, Y, and Z, does that give a certain status to my business versus if I charge a much lower figure? You know, does that say something to the customers in your area about how much you value your services and your expertise. And if you do decide to change, communicate that change in advance and communicate it in a very positive way with passion and with reason about why it is you may be looking at, uh, at particular price increases or not. Um, you know, we, we came out of the pandemic and we decided not to increase our prices at all. We decided to absorb the increased costs of PPE and what have you into our existing prices because we wanted to make sure that we got our clients back in the door. And we also wanted to ensure we had a social responsibility to give our clients a service and to allow them to access that service. You know, two years on, we have decided that it's time to look at our, our prices and make a change there because the market analysis would suggest that it was time to do that. And then on the Pilates side, for example, with the same thing, you know, where is the revenue from? Is it one-to-one or is it classes? You know, within the one-to-ones, delve deeper. What particular part of your one-to-one Pilates businesses sells? Is it your pay-as-you-go once-off sessions? You know, or is it your blocks? How good are you at converting an initial client into a block purchase client? You know, try and track that sort of what we call retention, you know, and you know, if you've got more people in your team, you know, which of your team have higher retention rates than others? And is there anything you can learn from that or work with those that don't have the higher retention rates? And, and set goals for that. You know, there's an expectation that you know, people in our business have certain um, retention rates, certain capacity rates, certain um, elements to how, that they, how they work within the business as well. Um, and then if you look at your classes, you know, not looking just at classes, but look at what do you provide. Do you provide different types of classes, for example, Matt versus Reformer? And what type of revenue does that bring into your business? What's the percentage of your time that you need to put into that? And if you're looking at, at those classes, again, delve deeper. Well, what classes are popular? You know, is it certain types of Matt classes, beginner, intermediate, advanced, etc.? Or is it certain days that sell better? Is it certain times of the day that are more popular with your clients and therefore when you're planning your schedule, you can accommodate to that? You ask your clients. We ran a survey recently asking our clients some of these exact questions. You know, we're looking to bring on more classes for you. What classes do you want? What days do you prefer? What times are best for you? What types of classes would you like to see? And it goes on and on from there. When you look at that, you then start to create this pathway for you and for your business moving forward. You start to create this strategy that you can then go away, absorb, and start to set a plan out. And then plan that delivery program. Have a look at after your strategy day, after your analysis, okay, what are the easy wins here versus 
the medium wins versus more long-term objectives and wins and how do you go about managing that within what you want to achieve over the next 12 months. And then finally, and this is the hard part, and this may be something that Alicia and I are not as good at doing, um, but look at it, look at yourself. What do you want out of your business? What time do you want to give to your business or not? Are there elements that you want to try and create to ensure that you're getting out of your business what you want? And the time, work-life balance, etc. Now, as a business owner, often you're the last one that actually gets to decide on that work-life balance. But it's always good to have a discussion about it and look at it and see what it is that you can do to enable you to have your best year moving forward as well. So look, I know there's a lot of information there. Some of it may be very useful for you. Some of it may not. You know, and, and you know, who knows? Here's an idea when you look at opportunities and whatever. If the concept of understanding how to run studios as a, as a business is something you're interested in, then you know, maybe we can put a program together and share the last 21 years of our learnings as well. So if that is something that you would like or if you want to look at it from a business mentor approach or anything like that, then you know, get in touch and we can see if there's any opportunities there for us to help you as well. So guys, let me just say a very happy new year to you all. May this year be the best year for many years. I won't say the best year ever because that's a hard one, but let's, let's certainly hope that it's an improvement on the last two years. Set out your stall, plan your strategies, delve into your numbers and start to look at how you can get the most out of your business. Support your team, create pathways for them to be the best version of themselves and create what you want that culture to be in your businesses. My name's Glenn Withers. On behalf of Elisa, myself and all the team at APPI, wishing you all a very happy, a very safe and healthy and we hope prosperous 2022 ahead. Bye for now. I'll see you next month.